Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Coming up, the answer to your home improvement question. You have an age-old problem, don't you, Tracy? It's really, really ugly paneling. <laughs> I've been having a lot of water problems also. We had to tear out a bathroom. What I was wondering, does he... And we're looking at replacing our roof. Now. Good afternoon. How y'all doing? Y'all caught me with a paint roller in my hand. Well, put down the paint roller and pick up the phone, because it's time for the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show with Tom Kreitler and Leslie Segretti. Call 1-888-MONEYPIT now. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. The website is moneypit.com. Your source for great home improvement advice, great do-it-yourself solutions. Call us right now with your home improvement question, 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, have you had a good week? Yeah, very good. How about yourself? Busy, 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 swinging the hammer, setting the nails, trying to cut back on the energy bills at the old homestead. Yeah, and it's pretty amazing just seeing how the prices have gone up and how much money we're spending this winter. It's insane. Yeah, well, fortunately, the government has stepped in with the energy tax credit. I do plan personally to take take advantage of that. Well, if you would like to take advantage of the energy-efficient home improvement tax credit, you have actually a couple of years to tackle a home improvement project that could help you actually save some money on your taxes, too. Yeah, unbeknownst to a lot of people, tax credits are available for all kinds of home improvements from something as simple as adding insulation to replacement windows and even installing certain high-efficiency heating and cooling equipment. For all the details, you can go to the Department of Energy's website at www.energy.gov. Now, how about some great tools to get you started on those home improvement projects if you call us today at 1-888-MONEYPIT? Yeah, this is a lot of prize, Tom. A lot of prize, a lot of tools, a whole, like, almost mini workshop full of stuff. Well, what we're giving away is a fantastic prize this hour. It's a toolkit from Irwin with all kinds of goodies, including a saw, level, laser guide, and pliers. It's worth $250 and goes to one of the lucky folks who gets to call in and gets their call answered on air. So do it now. Call us right now, 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? Winnie from California listens to the Money Pit on KVML, and it seems like you have a decorative question regarding your outdoor air conditioning unit. How can we help? Well, I wouldn't say it's decorative. It's just functional. What I wanted to know was, 
should I cover it? It's a Courier air conditioner heater, and it's outside the house mm-hmm. for the weather. And we get a lot of rain, and, of course, we get some snow. And I'm wondering, it's about a three-foot square block. Right. And I'm concerned that if all that rain is coming in, and eventually is going to ruin it, should I cover it during the winter? Ah, that's a great question, because you would think, and especially if you want to maintain your property, that, you know, something like an outdoor appliance like that, you would want to wrap that thing up with, you know, some tarps or something, like tight as a, as a holiday package to try to keep the elements out, right? Right. Big mistake. Really? Not even in the winter if you've shut down that system completely, if yep, it's strictly big, a cooling big mistake. system. Now, would either of you ladies like to guess why that's a big mistake? So not even those beautiful um, sort of unit covers that the manufacturer sells to you, you should not use those. You know, in the, in the 20 years that I spent in the home inspection business, there was this development where there must have been a guy that his like specialty sideline was making, um, making these uh, metal covers to, uh, to cover, custom cover these air conditioning units. He must have gone house to house. I used to see them all over the place. And, and inevitably, the houses that had the covers had air conditioners that did not last as long as the ones that had no covers. And the reason is one word, condensation. If you cover the air conditioning unit, you end up getting a lot more moisture that condenses on the inside of that as opposed to having those vents open all the time where it can dry out. And that is what rusts out the unit prematurely. So not a good idea to cover the air conditioning compressor. If you happen to be in an area, say, where there's a lot of trees and you're getting a lot of debris in there, I think it's okay to cover the top of the unit only, but don't cover the sides. Leave it open so that it can breathe. Oh, good. I was concerned about it. It's been like that, you know, for the three years and it was new. But I was, you know, just thinking, what should I be doing something about it? You know, you don't have to do anything, but if you do anything at all, just cover the top to keep the leaves and twigs out, but leave the sides open. Okay, well, I'm not near any trees. I don't twist. All right, well, then just don't worry about it, okay, Wendy? I appreciate your answers. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. So not even those fabric bag-like ones that fit over it? Nope. Then why do they sell them to you? Uh, Because they can. (laughs) <laughs> but they don't always know, they don't, they're not always needed, and they just really should never be used because if you, can, if you cover that air conditioning compressor up, you're going to have a lot of moisture collected on the inside of it, and that's going to rust it out and cause premature failure. Hmm, You might even find that manufacturers will void warranties if you cover those things. Really? Yep. They might find that out. I'd have to look into that for sure, but I know I've seen them rusted out more times than I can count by the people that just religiously wrap them up really tight. I feel like a light bulb has been turned on in my head. That's what we do here on The Money Pit. We, we illuminate those ideas. Hmm. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. Who's next? Robert in Alabama listens to The Money Pit on WRJM, and you have a question about mud jacking. What can we do for you? Well, um, when I was in California before I moved here, I had some specific applications, but it and because I wanted to use it there, I wanted to find out more about how to find someone who does it and, uh, you know, who regulates it, and whether there are any conventions, you know, where you can kind of learn about it, that, where they might go. Now, is there a specific problem that you're having with your house is causing you to investigate this? Well, um, I made the mistake of digging underneath uh, a footing one time, mm-hmm. and uh, the city told me, okay, you've got to... Uh, bring the footing down to the undisturbed earth 
and somehow seal in the dirt on the inside. And and I used some plastic things to push the dirt up underneath the house and then made the footing sound. But there was still a void in there. I knew there was a void. And I wondered if I should drill through the hole of, in my bathroom and pump some clay in, you know, to fill that void because I knew that uh, even though the footing was sound now on the edge of the house, that that void was Well, really how much of big. an area of the house is not supported, are you concerned about? Well, I think it would have been uh, anywhere from, you know, 10 square feet at most. That's a pretty big area. Okay. Well, I mean, mud jacking is a technique, and usually what happens is um, the mud jacker will use like a sandy loam soil. Sometimes there's an epoxy mix. They basically uh, get an access point and then use um, a uh, pressurized delivery mechanism like a hydraulic hose to fill in the area and hopefully lift the house. Now, in your case, it sounds like you don't need to lift it. You just need to stabilize it. In terms of how do you find the right pro for that, well, there are specialists that do this around the country. Um, if I had a serious structural problem and I was going to rely on this as a repair mechanism, I would probably hire a structural engineer that would specify exactly what kind of material needs to be used and where it needs to be placed and certify that it was supported properly. And if you have a building code dispute, that is probably one of the only ways that you will satisfy your code official is to have a design professional um, certify that the correct material was used and that it was installed properly because the contractor, unless he has that kind of design expertise and the license to go with it, um, his word, even though he may be an experienced pro, is just not going to cut it when it comes to code officials. Typically, you're going to want to have an architect or an engineer specify that repair. Uh, and also, if you ever decide to sell the house, if you have a report from that design pro, um, that could be very valuable if the issue ever comes up in the transaction. Well, it gives you a pedigree on what's exactly happened to maintain the stability of the house so that when you do go to sell and the person says, hey, my inspectors noticed something weird, you can say, I have all the documentation and it was done properly to code. As opposed to this guy Joe squirted some stuff in there and it's okay. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So that's the best way to do it. You know, I, I, I commend you for trying to find the school of certified mudjackers. I'm not aware that that exists. But um, a design engineer, a structural engineer, an architect could specify that repair for you and make sure it's done right. Well, and, and the structural engineer know, would know someone. Yeah, exactly. They're probably going to know, uh, you know who, can, who can do that job in your area. I hope that helps. I, it certainly does. Okay, Robert, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Did you miss a great product we recommended or want to hear that guest that had advice about your current DIY project? You can now listen to all of our past shows and even search our archives. It's all at moneypit.com, so check it out. And if you love to cook, you might be surprised to know that one false move is all it takes to cause your oven to lose over 25 degrees. Learn how to avoid losing all that energy, energy that you paid for after this. Money Pit! Table saw. <laughs> 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. 
Today, all Americans are feeling the pinch of high energy prices. And this winter, the cost of heating your home could account for nearly half of your energy bill. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman, with steps you can take to save money and make your home more energy efficient. First, give your home furnace or heat pump a checkup to ensure it's running as efficiently as possible. Proper insulation in attic, ceilings, floors, crawl spaces, and exterior and basement walls can save 30% on your home energy bill. And insulate the heating ducts, even in unheated areas of your house. Finally, installing a programmable thermostat will ensure you don't pay for for energy you aren't using. Program the thermostat down to 65 degrees for eight hours a day to reduce your heating bill by up to 10%. You have the power to make a difference. You can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use. For more energy efficiency tips, please visit our website at www.doe.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy. Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry. I can't talk! And don't forget about static shock. It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now doesn't that feel better? <sighs> April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Hello, this is Gary Sinise. The men and women in our military are on the front lines defending our freedom. They are working very hard to bring stability to some very dangerous places and to help make this a much safer world for all of us. But we can't take our heroes for granted. Americans everywhere are joining together to send an important message to those who proudly serve. For your service and sacrifice, your patriotism and devotion, America supports you. Visit americasupportsyou.mil and thank the troops for your freedom. This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable prices. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Our tip... When you're cooking, no peaking. Every time you open your oven door to check on food, your oven temperature drops 25 degrees. Now think about it. If you keep doing that a lot, your gas has to kick on, your electricity has to kick on, and you got to pay to heat the oven back up to speed. I didn't There's, realize it dropped that drastically. It does. Well, that big waft of warm air has to be replaced, and that's why it has to run even farther. So... Use a uh, little common sense there, folks, to save that energy. Use and use that window. oven light. <laughs> the window and the light. You know, use the oven light. Save some energy. Don't open the door, and you'll cook up some energy savings to boot. 
All right. Well, we're giving away a great prize that'll save some energy savings on your physical energy, your body, how much work you're doing. We're giving away a whole kit of tools to add to your DIY arsenal this hour from Irwin and Straight Line. The prize package comes with more than two dozen tools, including vice grip groove lock pliers, fast release pliers, a marathon carpenter saw, a pro touch utility knife with extra blades, work site gloves, straight line grip light, a torpedo level, an entire set of vice grip pliers, and a soft sided bag to keep everything in. It's worth $250. It's a huge prize. It'll pretty much set you up for just about any task and we mean it. So call in, get your call answered on air, and it could be yours. 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Sam in California just bought a house and found something you didn't quite expect to be there. Tell us about it, Sam. Uh, there was a, I removed the carpet and there was a crack in the living room in the, in the slab. The old carpet covering the crack trick. Yes, <laughs> yes. and uh, I didn't know what the best remedy is for it, but uh, what I did was uh, just fill it up with foam and put a little bit of uh, uh, like a layer of concrete on top of it, just like a thin layer. Well, let's talk about um, what the crack looked like, Sam. When you pulled the carpet up, was it very wide? Was it very deep? Um, explain it to us. It was about half an inch at the widest point. Okay. And, and it started from the fireplace all the way almost to the other side of the house. And mm. so. Okay. How old is your house, Sam? It's 13 years old. Okay. Well... With that age house, I wouldn't be terribly concerned about it. I'm suspecting that it was most likely a shrinkage crack. It could have been there for a very long time. Um, sealing it up is a good idea. It really is just to stop any moisture or dirt from getting up through there, any soil and gas. And causing any further damage. Yeah, it, it, it probably is a fairly static situation, and, and it probably won't get any worse. Um, so what you did was the right thing. I will caution you, though. You said that you sealed it and then you put concrete on top. The concrete that you put on top, unless it happened to be an epoxy patching compound, probably won't stick. Because just using a simple concrete mix or cement mix, I should say, or mortar mix on top of an existing slab does not have enough adhesion for it to stick. And that might crack and chip off, but that wouldn't be indicative of movement of the slab. That's just kind of that, that's just not going to work. But as long as it's smooth now, and I presume you've recarpeted that area, uh, I put uh, laminate floor on top of it. Oh, you put laminate floor. Well, then that's fine. It's not, as long as it's smooth like that, then it, then it should be okay. If you see any other evidence of structural movement, like a crack in the wall or something of that nature, then we need to have another conversation. But one static crack like that is, is fairly common, and um, the fact that you found it under the carpet is, is not the least bit unusual. Obviously, that's not something you can do when you buy a house. Um, it's something you do after you own the house. But uh, whether or not it was covered on purpose or not, we don't know. But the fact that it was there doesn't give me a lot of concern at this point in time. Yeah, the carpet wasn't wet or anything like that. Uh, it was a, in an okay condition, I guess. So. Yeah, probably just a shrinkage crack. Okay, Sam? Thank you very much, guys. I enjoy the show very much. Thank you Thanks, for calling Sam. us at one eight 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 money pit 888-666-3974. Bob in Florida listens to The Money Pit on WGUF. Hey, Bob, how can we help you? Well, i got a problem with my well system. I have a water softener. I'm on a well, obviously. I said that. So what happens is my aerator tank fills up past where it's supposed to. And I had a, a year ago I had irrigation put in. Everything's fine, running good. All of a sudden my pressure switch went bad, I thought. So I 
changed the pressure switch, it changed my float switch, and my aerator tank keeps every once in a while with no one in the house because I'm, I live by myself. The pump turns on, the well pump turns on, something makes it turn on, and it overfills, and then it shuts off, but it, it's always like overfilling to a point and like weeping out the side holes and stuff like that. Hmm. And I've replaced, like I said, the float switch. I replaced, um, there's a little solenoid switch on a valve on the side because I have irrigation. It, it works in conjunction with my um, float switch. So I replaced this, uh, the solenoid is inside this valve, but the thing still does it. The only thing, I, and I checked my bladder tank. <laughs> you like that word, it made you laugh. <laughs> no, no, I just, I've checked, I'm laughing because it's, everything's been almost changed, and except for the system. Yeah, everything except for the well itself, right? Yeah, right, everything except See, for the well. I was, was going to kind of let you go and sort of have you come up with your own solution to this question, Bob, because it sounds to me like it's definitely a control circuit problem, and you've worked your way around all the easily accessible parts of that control circuit. And it sounds to me like, for whatever reason, the well is not getting the point. <laughs> you know, the pump is not getting the point. And it's it's not listening, it's not behaving properly, and it's basically uh, running with a mind of its own, and it's overfilling and overpressurizing. I mean, you have the opposite problem, what most people complain about with uh, wells, and that is that they don't have enough pressure. You've got too much pressure, and you've got pressure there when you don't need it to the point where it's causing an issue. Now, is your well, is your pump submerged? Yes, submerged in the well. Oh, man. Well... You may need to replace the pump. That that is probably how difficult of a job is that? Well, you know, it's not it's it's not hard, but it's uh, you know it's costly. They basically have to fish the pump up out of the well, and um, that is most likely what's causing this. It's just not behaving properly. Everything you're explaining to me means the control circuit has got an issue. What about that valve on the side of the, on the side of that goes in? It's a pipe that comes from my from my well, comes into the pressure switch that obviously turns it on, and then there's um. Uh, a valve with a with a solenoid on that goes into the aerator. Does would that valve have something to do with it? No, I don't think so. Not based on what you're explaining to me, because you've worked your way through um, the pressure side of that, and and that seems to have all been updated. So I I go back to my original theory, which is that there's something not right working right with the pump itself. How old is that pump? Uh, my house is four years old. Mm. You know, check it. It might be under a five year warranty. Are you the original owner? Yes. Worth looking into. Yes. I guess you're right. I think I'll do that. Thank you very much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Yeah, you know, a submersible well pump is not something that's uh easily accessible because it's down in the well, but it, it can be brought up and perhaps it could be tested. I mean there may be a way to check it and find out what's going on with the pump, but if you've worked on everything on the top side, that's all that's left. And it's good because since he's the original owner, generally these warranties don't transfer with ownership transfer. So it's yeah, good exactly. he's the original owner. There's a good chance it could still work for him. And heck, it's the only thing he hasn't tried to fix. That's right. Yeah, good luck trying that out, Bob. Thanks again for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. So, Tom, your house is full of kids. What do you got, like 12? <laughs> no, but no. it does sound that way, doesn't it, sometimes when you call? <laughs> they're, very, they're all like radio children. They have loud, boisterous voices. No, mic no microphones required. Well, we know where they get that from, but are you always <laughs> yelling at them, shut that door? Absolutely. You know, just like my father yelled at me to shut the door, I yell at my kids to shut that door to help keep my energy bills from leaking out. But did you know that there is one kind of door Think about it. You can actually prop open and save some energy. Learn this what it is. sounds like a trick. Learn what it is after this.
portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed smart humidifiers. April Air's computer-equipped, completely automated, no-touch humidifiers never need manual adjustments. Advanced computer technology measures the outdoor temperature and indoor humidity over 86,000 times a day and continually adjusts your home's indoor humidity for maximum comfort. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. So, Leslie, you thought it was a trick question? Yeah, I think you're trying to set up your kids. It sort of is. There is actually a door in your house that you can leave open to help you save some money. It's your dishwasher door. You know, air drying your dishes is a great way to save money and energy. So if your dishwasher doesn't have an automatic air dry switch, simply turn off the control knob after the final rinse and prop the door open a little. The air will dry out your dishes without soaking your energy bill. Yeah, and it's also a great tip if you run your dishwasher at night, which saves energy costs. But then once the cycle is done, you can prop that door open so it has all night to dry out so they'll be ready for the morning. You know, the only time to use the power dry setting, the electric dry, is really if you have to run like successive loads. Like Thanksgiving. Yeah, like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. Otherwise, you can simply air dry them and save a ton of cash in the process. 1-888-MONEYPIT. You got a home improvement question? You got an energy efficiency question? Call us right now, 888-666-3974. Reggie in Montana listens to the Money Pit on KGEZ. And Reggie, what's your question? How can we help? How best to manage in-floor heating? My mother-in-law moved into a new condo recently, and she's of the old school where when you go to bed at night, you turn down your heat, uh, turn it back up in the morning. Well, you should be, too, to save some energy dollars. Well, yes, but what we've noticed is that it seems like when she um, turns the heat back up again in the morning, that it takes a long time for the room temperature to come up and by the time it gets up to where it's triggering the thermostat that giant concrete rock that is her floor is now giving off too much heat for too long and it overheats the room and such and so we were trying to decide is it better off to manage it by just uh, maintaining a constant temperature all the time or if you do make adjustments just make it in one or two degrees until you're comfortable. Well, I think that's a great question, and you do point out one of the uh, downsides of radiant heat, and there are not very many, but one of the downsides is the radiator itself is essentially the entire floor of your house. And so unlike, uh, say, a cast iron radiator or a, a sheet metal radiator, either of which will heat up the house very, very quickly, the radiant floor does take a little bit of time. Um, Leslie, I agree that he should continue to use a clock setback thermostat, but perhaps the dropping of the of the temperature might not be, you know, as much as you would normally do with, a, say, a cast iron system, perhaps only 10 degrees or so. Well, what kind of setback do you recommend? Like during the day, we'll operate our house on 71 and 72, and at night, we'll drop it to like 68. I mean, we're not dropping it to 60. Yeah, what are you well, dropping it be, to? She would be dropping her temperature down to like 60 degrees at night and then turning it back up to 71 or 72 in the morning. And it takes a long time to get that that rock warmed up. Well, especially with the concrete flooring. You know what you might want to do? It takes a long time for the slab to cool off, too. So let's say if she goes to bed at 10 o'clock, I would set the thermostat to go down at 9 o'clock. So because you still have some heat left in the slab, right? And then if she's going to wake up at 6 in the morning, I'd bring that thermostat up at 5 to give it an hour or two to bring up. So whereas if it was uh, not a radiant slab, you might be using shorter periods of time to go it off and on 
because it is a radiance lab and it holds heat longer, but conversely, it takes longer to heat up. I would just adjust the times accordingly. Right. So instead of having your mom operate the thermostat, replace that thermostat with one where you can put a timer control to bring the temperature up and down so she won't even have to worry about it. Oh, yeah. You definitely don't want to have her do this manually. You definitely want to do it with a clock thermostat and take that, that decision away from her. It's really not necessary for us to do this, for her to do that because then she will overheat the house. She'll just crank it up until she's comfortable and then it'll be too hot and like you say you'll drop it down but the the idea of saving energy is really moot at that point okay thanks a bunch you're welcome thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit now we're going to talk to beth in california who listens to the money pit on kqke and you're talking about gas or electric which is more efficient we both have a pretty strong opinion about this but let's hear your question okay so we are building a new house in california and so we can pick whether we want electric or gas appliances, mostly washers and dryers is what we're kind of focusing on right now. So okay. we were wondering what opinion you had. Well, is this, uh, what about the heating system? What kind of heat do you have? It's going to be uh, four steam heat. But it's going to be gas? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, if you have gas appliances, I mean, if you have a gas heating system, I would use a gas dryer. Okay. I, I wouldn't use electric dryer. It's going to be more expensive to use. Well, and that's what they were saying, but I didn't know what was going on now with the new kind of... You know, Beth, a lot of people have asked us that question, but the bottom line is as expensive as gas is, gas is always going to be cheaper than electric because per BTU, electric is always much more costly. All right. Well, thank you for your, for your time. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, if you're considering replacement windows but don't have the budget for the whole house, don't completely write off that idea just yet. We'll tell you how to keep your options open in just a moment. Home improvement's never been so easy. We at RE Williams can help. Did you know there's a hidden fire hazard in almost every home? It's your dryer vent, and we have the solution for you. We're online at rewci.com, featuring Panasonic bathroom ventilation fans, Tamarack whole house fans, and even an affordable whole house instant hot water system. We deliver right to your home or office across the U.S. Improve your home, improve your life with quality products, affordable prices, and heroic customer service. rewci.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry. I can't talk! And don't forget about static shock. It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. 
Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now, doesn't that feel better? <sighs> April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Hello, I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Homeownership rates in the United States are at an all-time high, but did you know the average cost of a home is now more than $260,000? If you're in the process of buying or selling a home, then you know how overwhelming this experience can be. It's also one of the biggest financial investments you'll ever make. So it's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. In addition to checking for structural problems, the inspection should cover all the important systems as well. And an inspection is not just for prospective buyers. It's a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. Older homes should be inspected every 10 years. New homes, as well as townhouses and condominiums, should be carefully examined too. This can help protect your investment and prevent potential problems. For more information, please visit ashy.org. A public service message from the American Society of Home Inspectors. This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by the amazing Telesteps Telescoping Ladder, which extends from 30 inches to 12 and a half feet in a matter of seconds. Available online at rewci.com or by calling toll-free 888-845-6597. Take advantage of free shipping now. And don't forget to mention coupon code MONEYPIT and receive 5% off your purchase today. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, one 888 888-666-3974. Well, replacement windows are a great way to improve your home's appearance and energy efficiency, but they can be costly. If your budget is limited, begin by replacing windows on the side of your house that takes the worst seasonal impact. Easterners, you should start with the northeastern windows. Southerners, replace southeast windows first, and so on. You can then replace the rest as your budget allows. If you want more step-by-step instructions on what to ask for when you're buying replacement windows, sign up for the free Money Pit e-newsletter because check this out. In our next issue, we'll feature three money-saving secrets to replacement window shopping. So sign up today at moneypit.com. Still up for grabs. If your budget is not allowing you to get more tools, we've got a great prize. You're in such super-duper luck today. We're giving away a whole kit of tools to add to your DIY arsenal this hour from Irwin and Straightline. The prize package comes with more than two dozen tools, including vice grip groove lock pliers, fast release pliers, a marathon carpenter saw, a pro touch utility knife with blades, worksite gloves, straight line grip light, a torpedo level, an entire set of vice grip pliers, and a fantastic soft sided bag to keep all of those great tools in. It's worth about 250 bucks, but it only goes to one lucky caller, so call in now. 1 888 3974. Who's next? All right, Brian in Maryland has some squeaky, creaky floors. Brian, how can we help? Yeah, hi, thanks. I have a 51-year-old house and has original hardwood floors, and we had them redone, and they squeak really bad, and we don't have access underneath to do it. So I'd rather, not, I'd rather avoid nailing them if possible. Is there any way to stop them from squeaking? Do you have children? Uh, I do. <laughs> those may come in handy, those squeaky floors. <laughs> As they like get older. <laughs> early warning system when they come home, you know? 
Well, she, she's six months old now, so it's really bad because it wakes her up. Oh, okay. Uh. It's working against you. All right, let's see if we can quiet them down. Now, um, the reason that floors squeak is because of movement. So the floorboards are loose, and in the case of hardwood floors, usually the tongues and the grooves that are in between those boards rub together or the nails that are holding the boards down can pull in and out of what they're nailed to and make noise there. The solution involves securing the floor to the subfloor and to the floor joists below. Now, you said you don't want to nail it. Let me tell you how you can nail it strategically, though, so that you won't see the nails um, and quiet down the floors. What you need to do is first you need to identify where the floor joists are under the floors. And you would say, well, Tom, that sounds like a good idea, but how exactly do I see through my floors not having With a stud finder. With a stud finder, because the stud finders today... Um, have the ability to see through floors and, and show you exactly where those where those joists are. They'll even show you where the joist begins, where the middle is, and where the end is. Exactly. Now, having identified those floor joists, what you want to do is to nail through those floors. But before you do, let me give you a little trick of the trade. Get a finish nail of the size that you're going to use. And, of course, we are talking about finish nails here with small heads on them. Take that finish nail and insert it into your power drill as if it was a drill bit. And use that finish nail as the drill bit to like pre-drill the hole where the nail is going to go. The reason you're using this and not a twist bit is because it tends to separate the fibers and not cut the fibers of the wood, making the nail a lot tighter when it goes in. Then you drive the nail in that hole that you just pre-drilled at a slight angle, by the way. You don't want to put it in completely straight. Put it at an angle because it holds better. Two or three of those in the area of the, of the loose floorboard on each joist ought to make a huge difference. Now, you're, after you put the nails in and you have to set the nail head, of course, below the surface, you can use any one of a number of different good wood fillers to fill that. I like the wax wood fillers that Minwax makes. They look like freezer uh, pencils where you peel the paper off. And china you, markers. Yeah, china markers. Like you, and, you, and you simply rub those into the holes until they fill up, and it becomes absolutely invisible. Nobody will ever spot that when it's done. Excellent. Thank you. And hopefully now my wife will stop yelling at me for waking up our daughter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can stay out later now. Or you can learn to <laughs> levitate. Either way. Oh, thank you guys very much. You're welcome, Brian. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Glenn in Florida listens to the Money Pit on WCOA. And Glenn, you have an interesting question. You want to add a chimney to your house in Florida? Yes. Uh, we have a slab one grade brick veneer house that has a uh, packaged fireplace that's uh, surrounded in this in brick until it gets to the roof line. And at that point, then the, uh, it's just a stovepipe from the packaged uh, fireplace that goes up about four feet. And that's it. What we would like to do is to encase that in brick all the way up. Okay. That's basically a brick, a, a facade that you're going to want to build. It sounds to me like you have a zero-clearance fireplace, one that's an insulated, prefabricated kind. And the metal vent pipe that's going up throughout the middle is probably a triple-wall stainless pipe. And so when this sticks out the top, you want to kind of fake it and make it look like a brick structure. And builders do that from time to time. Basically, all that is is a plywood structure that has a cap on it where the, where the vent pipe comes right through, and it's flashed against the roofing shingles with step flashing, and then they use um, a brick veneer on the surface of it. So it's basically just a cosmetic um, a, a attachment to your roof structure to make it look like brick. So that's basically what you'd have to do. You'd have to build the wood box and then do a brick veneer on top of that. Okay, I, I was worried about the weight of the brick veneer. No, because it's very, very thin. 
is the way you would do it. You might even do it with stucco scored to look like brick. There's actually a company. It's called El Dorado Stone, and they have a new product that's launching right now, which is a brick veneer, and it's really lightweight, and it looks exactly like brick, and you can get it in sort of any coloration and any tone to make it look like brick that you've seen in a firehouse or brick that you've seen in a loft in Manhattan. And you should check out their website because it might be worth your while to look into a veneer like that instead. Eldorado Stone. Mm-hmm. Eldoradostone.com. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right. Well, I'm sure most of you listening right now have folding doors on a closet or other room in your home, but they often take up precious space and don't function quite as well as you'd like. I know mine don't. Well, one of our emailers has this problem, and we have the solution for her right after this. 888 Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed smart humidifiers. April Air's computer-equipped, completely automated, no-touch humidifiers never need manual adjustments. Advanced computer technology measures the outdoor temperature and indoor humidity over 86,000 times a day and continually adjusts your home's indoor humidity for maximum comfort. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. The website is moneypit.com, where you'll find everything that Leslie and I have ever written about home improvement, including the opportunity to use the email link to send us a question. All righty. And Isabel from Malibu, California, did just that. She emailed us at helpme at moneypit.com, and she writes, I currently have a folding door on the front of the laundry area. I want to change it to sliding doors that hang from an overhead track and can stack one behind the other so I can access front-loading dishwasher. Oh, front-loading washer and dryer, not dishwasher, clothes washer. But I don't like the look of plain or mirrored sliding doors. Any suggestions? Hmm. Well, first of all, if you have a, a bifold door, the reason you have it is because you get the full width of the door to open Mm -hmm. and that could be important if you're trying to you know access that space if you want to shift to a sliding door you're only going to get half of that width that opens obviously so let's assume that isabel has decided that that's okay because she's well unless you mount that track in front of the door area completely so that it slides over onto a wall in front of it so that you actually then open up that opening by not having anything within it or why don't you just hinge the doors and have them open from the middle out that's an idea, too. Like a regular door, just put the hinges on the outside. But besides that, I think your question is more towards decorating. And, yeah, mirrored doors, plain doors, blah, who likes them? Only people that like to look in the mirror or look at nothing <laughs> at all. Um, another option is a raised panel door. Okay, you can yeah. have a nice pine solid door. Or maybe you could do some sort of a painted door, maybe using some of the painting treatments that I know that you are so good with. Well, there's a lot of options. You can buy that sliding door track with the two tracks built into it, and it comes with the hinges and all sorts of attachments that are needed so that you can then hang whatever kind of door you buy on that track. And it's really easy to do, and it's really easy to install yourself. And if if you don't like the door options that are out there, sometimes and while you're out, I've done one where I've made them out of like one by three or one by four clear pine and make a beautiful framework, you know, even with the center support. And then I've stretched fabric on the backside. So you have something a little bit more decorative and unique. And those are really easy fixes to, uh, you know, a, a problem. So there's another couple of options for you, Ismail. Got time for one more. Maureen from Menominee, Michigan, right? She has a 40-year-old house. 
with a cement slab with radiant heat inside of it. Would there be a rust buildup in the pipes? And if so, is there any type of procedure that we could use to clean out the pipes? Actually, heating pipes don't build up rust, and here's why. Because there's not too much oxygen inside the water that circulates inside your heating system. You get more of a corrosion issue if you had steel plumbing pipes, but not steel heating pipes because there's just no way for the oxygen to get in. And without the oxygen in there, there's no way for rust to occur. All right, good answer. Okay, Leslie, for those of you that are young enough to remember Wax On, Wax Off (laughs) from the Karate Kid. Remember Mr. Miyagi? Yes, Pat Narita. Wax On, Wax Off. Well, there's actually a place in your bathroom where you might want to put the wax on (laughs) and keep the dirt off. And that is the subject of today's Leslie's Last Word. Well, the first question is sort of obsolete now. Do you know what automotive product can keep your bathroom tile sparkling clean? Thank you, Tom. A thin (laughs) layer of car wax. That's right. Wax on, wax off. The wax repels water and residue and adds a like new shine. When using the wax, be sure, and I stress this, be sure to apply it only to the walls and not to the floors. Otherwise, you will be slip sliding all over that shower. So don't do it. If you do it the safe way, you'll have a beautiful low maintenance shine. Walls only, folks. That would be like wax on and then you drop. Wax on, slip out of shower. (laughs) That is a great tip. And that's all the time we have on this hour of the program. Thank you so much for being a part of the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.